Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartucci. And I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brad Barrowie. I'm John Quartucci. I'm Drew Gould. All right. Hey, guys. Okay, we got a good show today. Today's show, oh. I got to bring the movie. And the movie today is Young Frankenstein. Oh. Now, that we, now and, if, and if you look around, but we have a couple other people here that were not introduced at the beginning. Because every time I mention this podcast that we're going to do Young Frankenstein, I have all my 50 to 58 oh. to 60-year-old friends go, I want to be on that podcast. <laughs> because that was our prime movie when we were growing up. And let's start with... I don't know. I can't point, so I don't know who anybody is, but I'm going to point to the guy with the hat sitting in his room with the clock behind him. Introduce yourself, please. I'm, uh, I'm John Kazenzi, and I'm a, I'm a friend of Ralph's, uh, hopefully uh, after this podcast is over as well. It's always, it's always <laughs> iffy. It's always iffy. And then, I'm sorry, I can't, I don't know where you are. Michael, go ahead. Michael Spedden. Uh, my name is Michael Spedden, and I'm Thrilled to be here tonight talking about Young Frankenstein, and I'd like to thank uh, Wojo for inviting me. He's awesome. Well, thank her later, maybe. You might want to, you know, you may not be thanking her later. We'll see. All right, so here we go. So, yes, Young Frankenstein. I think we all know the plot, but I'll give a slight description about Young Frankenstein. It's about Frederick Frankenstein, the grandson of Victor Frankenstein, who just doesn't want to buy into the legacy of his grandfather. And through the course of this movie, as much as he was struggling against it, he, he creates the monster that his father wanted to create. I, we all know the plot, so I don't have to go through this. Um, I would like to show a trailer at the beginning. See if I can pull this off. It's never easy. Never easy, but I'm going to try. Wait, before I do that, let's try oh, this. Uh, when you're single, you have to pull I'm going to cut to the cut to the movie cam with the bell. <laughs> All right, notice it says the following preview. I actually did this with my brother Steve, who made a comment on our podcast that we're, we're beating the preview trailer thing to death. So all good comedy is repetition, so there you go. We're repeating that. <laughs> it's coming from the deep dark recesses of the mind of Mel Brooks. I love him. Young Frankenstein. Sky means business. Young Frankenstein. Oh dear, nothing left. What shall we throw in now? Starring Gene Wilder as Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. But what about your grandfather's work, sir? My grandfather's work was doo-doo! Peter Boyle as the monster. As Igor. My grandfather used to work for your grandfather. I'm sure we'll get along splendidly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Loris Leachman as Frau Blucher. You played that music in the middle of the night. Yes. To get us into the laboratory. Yes. And it was you who left my grandfather's book out for me to find. Yes. So that I would. Yes. 
than you and Victor were. Say it. He was my boyfriend. Carrie Gar as Inga. Would you like to have a roll in the hay? Roll, roll, roll in the hay. Kenneth Mars as the inspector. And Madeline Kahn as Elizabeth. Where am I? <sighs> Calm down. What are you going to do to me? <sighs> I'm not afraid of you. <sighs> Listen, I, I'm, I have to be back by 11.30. I'm expecting a very important call. Kill the monster! Storm that castle! I'm Young Frankenstein. Yes, I think we could all use a good laugh. But don't see it alone. Don't miss Young Frankenstein, personally directed by Mel Blazing Saddles Brooks in black and white. No offense. That trailer basically gives the whole movie like all these old trailers did. Yeah, now, as a 14-year-old, I, I remember seeing this movie because I think I went to see Papillon. Papillon got sold out. And I had to find another movie at the Westgate Mall in Brockton, Massachusetts. And Young Frankenstein was playing. Had no clue who Mel Brooks was. I mean, I guess bla we saw Blazing Saddles came up before this. So I had an idea. But go into this movie and was pissed off when it was black and white. I'm like, what the hell? Come on, a black and white film. And then by the end of it, bought, sold, hook, line, and sinker. Terry Gar, love of my life to the ref for the rest of my life. Um, what can I say about this movie that hasn't been said by everybody, including Roger Ebert? Sean, did Roger Ebert see this movie? Yes, I think Roger Ebert did, or he is pretending he did, or in the past and pretended. May I read a bit? A partial part of it, I think. <laughs> yes, he gives the film, well, we'll read the beginning. The moment when it comes has the inevitability of comic genius Young Friedrich Frankenstein, grandson of the Count who started it all, returns by rail to his ancestral home. As the train pulls into the station, he spots a kid on the platform, lowers his window, and asks, pardon me, boy, is this the Transylvania station? It is, and, and as Mel Brooks is at home with Young Frankenstein, his most disciplined and visually inventive film, and it also happens to be very funny. He gave it four out of four stars. This is his original review, not one of these, re, you know, re, reviews he does later for his like great film series, where he likes yeah, I mean, films that became classics better than he originally did. Yeah, he always changes his. People realize that they like it. He changes his his thing too. Um, yeah, and 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 that's how I feel about this film. And we all. And my brother Steve, who is going to pop on at some point, we actually bought a record album of this the, film. The dialogue. The dialogue, which yeah. was, yeah, not just soundtrack, but no. the dialogue. And we wow. turned that thing over and over and over <laughs> and over. And just phenomenal. So that's, you know, again, not much I can say except Terry Gore. Gene Wilder was phenomenal in this film. <laughs> Mel Brooks, it's a very structured film. He's, you know, all the old sets are from the original Frankenstein. He fought for the black and white. He didn't do that for any other reason except it should be in black and white. It's an homage to this film, 
Let me cut to my second camera. Boom. That film right there. Bride of Frankenstein. Right? You and just like showing off your chest. I do like well, my chest and my cameras. And um, the Cloris Leachman part was there's a woman in that Bride of Frankenstein that, that definitely Cloris Leachman was mimicking. Um, just a home run in my eyes. So I don't want to spend a lot of time commenting on this that, because we have so many people was, on. Go ahead. You didn't mention this was Gene Wilder's idea. Yeah, I did Gene not know Wilder's that. Idea. Gene Wilder and mm-hmm. Mel Brooks wrote this, but Gene Wilder's one who came up when they were doing Blazing Saddles. He wrote on a yellow um, p- pad young, the title Young Frankenstein. And he went to Brooks, who, who originally didn't want to do it, and then because he, he only directs his own stuff. But then they hashed around the idea a little bit. So Gene Wiley gets a lot of credit for this because some of the scenes that were in this were his ideas, like putting on the Ritz. That was all him. That wasn't Mel Brooks, <laughs> who didn't want to do it. So just to give credit where credit is due. No, I mean, I think Gene Wilder, I mean, he became a, I mean, Blazing Saddles was great, but he, this, this movie kind of catapulted him. But was this before or after uh, Willy Wonka? Anybody know? Uh, this was <laughs> after. Yeah, this was after. This was 74. So this was uh-huh. after that. Well, after Willy Wonka? Really, yeah. Oh, the film that really catapulted Gene Wilder. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Which was hilarious. But he was so good in this. He, I mean, his acting was really good in this. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the typical well, no, they, they took Mel it, Brooks I mean, over the – it wasn't typical Mel Brooks. Even though it was kind of parody, it, it wouldn't have worked if he really parodied it. Mel Brooks said this was his best directed film. And how do you know that? Did you talk to Mel Brooks? Uh, actually, I saw Mel Brooks in Boston. Uh, they, they previewed Blazing Saddles, and he was there. So I spoke to him afterwards and asked him questions about it, Ralph. So why don't you shove that bell right up your... Okay. Well, anyway. I, think, I think Mojo I think, I think Mojo has interviewed Mel Brooks. I'm just kidding. I, I watched, uh, so I watched this, and then I watched it with the director's commentary. But didn't okay. you see him in per- Didn't you go to something when he was talking? Okay. I did. Blazing Saddles, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Blazing yeah, Saddles. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so... Did anybody anyway. ask any young Frankenstein questions? No, all they asked was... Uh, actually, he got on stage. Everyone laughed through Blazing Saddles, like, they've, like they saw it for the first time. Even with some of the stuff that today... Never. You have trouble with. And I think it was uncomfortable for the first five minutes, but... It was like everyone saw it for the first time. And he gets on stage and says, before anyone asks, no, I could not make this movie today. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all he said about it. But uh, it was pretty cool. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead, Ralph. I'm sorry. No, Wojo actually interviewed him, right? Yeah. I interviewed him a little less than seven years ago. And uh, I pulled... I can can hit the bell on that one, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um. One of the things he said was he wanted to work on it, and Wilder said that he could work on it with him on one condition. He couldn't be in it. And Mel Brooks said, why, am I such a bad actor? And he said, no. And the quote Mel Brooks gave him was, no, but you're always breaking the fourth wall. You're always surprising. There's a lot of anarchy in you, and I don't want to be a crazy comedy. I want to be a real movie with natural comedy. And Brooks said, you're absolutely right. That's the way they'll do it. So um, Brooks wasn't in it, but he provided voices yeah. for it. The um, cat. The cat hit by the dart. Yep. Yep. Cat hit by the dart. Werewolf. 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 
Victor Frankenstein. Oh, the, the, the grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. The voice, uh, when he was hearing the voice when they went in the laboratory, right? Yeah. 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 He said, I did them for real. I didn't try and make them funny. I tried to mimic the guys that originally did Frankenstein. Um, and he, he gave me a couple other kind of fun facts. Um, so Ralph mentioned that he made it black and white, but he didn't make it in black and white just for the, the, just to make it a black and white film. You know, he wanted to match the previous Frankenstein, you know, um, but what he said was, um, they were sat, they were doing a satire of the 1931, um, Frankenstein directed by James Whale. So they wanted to film it in black and white. Brooks said if they made the movie in color, they'd have to make the monster green. He said, if we make the monster green, it'll look like a Hollywood Halloween mask and it yeah. won't have the gravity. It won't have the depth. It won't have the power of the James Whale movie. And he insisted on making it in black and white that he lost the first deal because Columbia Pictures insisted on making it on color-fused stock. Um, yeah. That they'd show it on black and white in the United States, but they wanted it in color for the foreign release, and Mel Brooks turned them down. Um, Alan Ladd Jr. had just been over 20th Century Fox. After reading the script, he gave a green light to it, black and white and all. So, um, well, he also gave them the budget that they wanted. Columbia wouldn't go up on their budget. Yeah. Tiny budget though. Yeah, it was tiny. I think it was 2.3. I think what it ended up costing. Yeah. 2.3. Columbia would only give them 1.7. They also filmed it on black and white stock, not on, they didn't use color film and then uh, diffuse it. Right. Because he was afraid that. If that they, they would then it, that, run it in that's color. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why it was on pure black and white stock. Mm-hmm. Well, even when you look at the covers, right, since I can show it, <laughs> and they, the new covers come out with the, right. you know, the actors down here, it does look stupid with the guy in green like right. that. Well, he was yeah. in green. Yeah. Right. He was I in know green. he's in green in the, on the set, but it, yeah. you know, they're photographing in black just and white. Just like so. in the real Frankenstein. It just right. photographs better in black and white. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want me to give the other fun facts he gave me now, or you want to... Yes, please. load them up. Load okay. up some facts. Okay, so um, I think Ralph or John, one of you mentioned that the um, laboratory equipment used in the movie was from the original 1931 yeah. film. He said to me that um, he found out that Kenneth Strickfadden, the man who had made these props, he called him up. He found out he was still alive. He called him up, and the guy had them in his garage. Yeah. And he said, can, can we use them? And... Um, um, he said when they found that out, Strick Fadden dusted them off, plugged them in, and they all still worked. <laughs> That's crazy. So um, he asked 20th Century Fox if we could rent them and give him a decent sum of money. And they also gave him a film credit, which he did not get in the original mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Oh, wow. He was on the set, too. Whenever they filmed mm-hmm. those scenes, he was there on the set. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brooks's favorite time during the making of the movie was lunch. It's not hungry. <laughs> he said oh, it was God. because he said he would sit around with Gene Wilder, Terry Garr, Madeline Kahn, Peter Boyle, and Marty Feldman, and they would all share stories about their lives. He remembers Kahn talking about how she originally wanted to be an opera singer, and then someone thought she was funny and gave her a comedic role. She <laughs> then became a comic actress instead. Um, he he sometimes didn't direct, even though he was the director of the film. At this last 
thing I have. Um, he, he told me he let the actors and actresses have space and just come what would come, just do what would come naturally. He said to them, play it like a play. I'm not going to chop it up. I'm not going to say cut. You're going to talk for 10 minutes and I'm not going to interfere. Just keep doing it. So some fun scenes that resulted from this. When Gar remarks to Wilder that he hasn't touched his food and he begins to jam his hands into it saying, there, there, I've touched it. That was surprised. Another is when Feldman says, I'll never forget what me father said to me at times like this. And then he just pauses and doesn't say anything for an uncomfortable amount of time. Um, it wasn't until Wilder asks, what did he say? That Feldman responds, he wasn't supposed to say that line. Um, he said, speaking of Feldman, you know, Wilder wasn't supposed to say anything, but Feldman had the guts just to sit there and say nothing. <laughs> um, so there were, there were different things like that. Um, I read on IMDb, Mel Brooks didn't tell me this, but um, Gene Wilder did this piece for free. He um, wanted to try comedy and talk them into letting him play the blind guy. So he did four days work. Gene Hackman. Yeah, you said Gene Hackman. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Gene Hackman. Too many genes. Um, <laughs> um, and it turned out he was in the movie for four minutes. And the line at the end of his segment when he said, I was going to make espresso. That was ad-libbed, and they immediately fade to black because the whole crew started yeah. to laugh so hard. And they kept laughing every time he would deliver that. Then he kept laughing. That was the first take. They had to use the first take. They couldn't get it again. So, <laughs> there's there's my it. Oh, my God. Yeah, love that the, scene. The, the last thing he said was the only thing that's really heartbreaking about this movie is that people are seeing it on a much smaller screen than it's intended for. I loved it on the big screen. Yeah, well, that's every movie now. But yeah. All right, let's throw in one of our two guests. Any One of you guys jump in. John or Michael, whoever puts their hand up first gets to say something. Boom. There it is. Wow. <laughs> Quick. Yeah, I am. Um, I've heard that listening to interviews and reading about this, that there was a lot of ad lib stuff on there, especially when, um, you know, Martin, one of the biggest ad lib lines was when they were saying, um, you know, Igor, get the bags. You know, you take the blonde, I'll get the one with the turban. He made that <laughs> on the, uh, he made that one up on the yeah. spot too. And they said that the crew died. They were laughing. Sure. Was like a 10 minute crack up where people couldn't even breathe. They were laughing so hard at that. <laughs> And he had been doing a lot of lines like that you know, throughout the thing, throughout the set. Um, he'd been doing, you know, a lot of that stuff. And then, um, you know, the what you were just telling me about Gene Hackman, that makes sense, too. I guess that was um, – and they really did come up with some gems doing that. You really got to give mm-hmm. it to them, you know, with um, some of the ad-libs. You know, you've got um, that caliber of actor who can do it. Um, but it was just – you know, I, I think I saw this on television – when I was in elementary school, and I didn't know it was supposed to be funny until I was pretty well into it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it comes off very <laughs> straight. Scared, right. you know? I was watching it like, you know, because um, I had heard of Frankenstein. I'd heard of Bride of Frankenstein. I was like, oh, this is young Frankenstein. What's this <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, uh, I mean, I think the thing that really kind of got me laughing was whenever the horses would whinny whenever they said <laughs> <laughs> And then after a while, I got it. And it <laughs> well, there's an old uh, there's an old wise tale that Flarbluche means uh, horse glue. Yeah, is that and right? It's, it's, but it's not. That's not the thing. But supposedly that was one of the things that 
came out of this. Uh, John, you were telling me that you, you, I sent you the uh, behind the scenes of the Mel Brooks track and how much fun you thought everybody was having on the set. I could just imagine being, you know, I would, I would do any job on this set just to be there and be one of those people that, you know, just totally lost it when they, you know, when they, um, when they made a joke or they just couldn't, they just couldn't hold it in anymore. I mean, Mel talks about how many times, you know, Gene Wilder kept it together. He just held on to that, <laughs> that, that second that just, you know, gave him a chance to cut to another scene to, um, and so I, I mean, the first time I saw this was in college and I was so disappointed. I couldn't get over the fact that it was black and white. I mean, it was just, and, 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 and that as poison beef. Wait, wait, the, but you didn't see it until college. You didn't see it back when you were 14, 15. Well, but that was, that wasn't too far after it came out. Well, it came out in 74. Yeah. So 78, oh, 79. Okay. So right. Okay. About 78. Um, yeah. And so I just couldn't get over the fact that it was in black and white. And that just, I mean, it poisoned me for the first time I saw it. And it wasn't until I saw it probably <laughs> much later that I, it, it just, you know, it, it pissed me off uh, basically that I didn't <laughs> enjoy it the first time for such a stupid reason. And it was just so brilliant. Um, uh, the, you know, they're, they're not cheap laughs that they, they sort of earn them. Um, but it's funny, you know, it's the little things. It's, um, and, and watching Mel's, Mel's commentary track, like his wife hated the rat running, you know, running down the stairs. <laughs> in the, um, you know, but then she loved the line right after that, you know, and it just left my head. But, um, but. Dirty, I, filthy rats or something. Yeah, something yeah, exactly. Right. It's, I mean, it's one of them, the first, if somebody asks me, you know, what's your favorite movie? That's the first thing that pops in my head. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right. Sean, Debbie, you've been so quiet. I'm holding Drew off because I can't wait, but. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> if he says he likes it, you're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Drew, what's up with that background? looks like a wanted poster, man. <laughs> I'm moving in, uh, in a couple of weeks, and I'm actually uh, staying in a jail right now. <laughs> I'm to hide it. I'm waiting. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Sean and Debbie, here we go. Sorry. I saw this movie in college, and I loved it. I really, you know, it was, you know, I was disappointed when I saw it in black and white. I remember when you guys said that. <laughs> but then, uh, and when it was, because you didn't know what it was. I didn't realize what it was. It was a comedy. And then uh, I just loved this film. The, the funny was just so, so spot on. You know, it was just hilarious, I thought. Now, I know Sean has a 16 millimeter print of Blazing Saddles that mm -hmm. he probably plays all the time. Had you seen Blazing Saddles before this one? No. Uh, I think it, well, I'll tell you what, I showed Blazing Saddles in my backyard <laughs> about five years ago, and I really regretted it. It was, you know, <laughs> really it, what? I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm what, playing what this in my What were we thinking it was so funny? Yeah. We no, it's funny. That's not his oh, blazing point. Saddles. Very funny. Hilarious. But it's well, Debbie doesn't like Blazing Saddles as much. Oh my god. Here's, I loved Blazing Saddles when I first saw it. I laughed so hard at the beans and I was just right. hilarious. But now it's just that well for you know, fourteen year old boys kinda Exactly. What's the point? Yeah, That's the point. Yeah. Well, here's the way I, I view um Inspiring. 
my two favorite Mel Brooks films and producers is a good third are blazing saddles and, um, and young Frankenstein. And I view them the way that Marx brothers fans view duck soup and um, night at the opera, you know, duck soup, in my opinion, blazing saddles is duck soup, the wilder film, but young Frankenstein is definitely the better movie. I mean, it's shot better. It's, you know, construction-wise, it's... It's structured. It's a structured film. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's structured. It, it works as a movie. Blazing Saddles is more of a, co- a connection collection of gags. So um, I really I really love this film. We just watched it again. We were, we were laughing. And Debbie's like, do we need to watch it again? Because we've watched it, you know, so <laughs> many times and we're so familiar with it. I did not see it on its initial release, mm. you know, when it was first in the theaters. But I think I saw it soon after as part as a part of a double feature, you know, within you know a couple of years of it. I um someone took me to see a friend of mine's parents' mother took us to see Blazing Saddles, and she had no idea how much sexual humor it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the jokes, but his mother was like completely ashamed and like shrinking. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't take us out, but um so. She didn't take us to see this next one. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Debbie and I saw the play, the musical, done regionally. And um, it didn't do as well as the producers. And I think because the play just has this kind of leering sexuality that doesn't necessarily play with modern theater audiences. You know, it was – but I really enjoyed the play. I enjoyed the musical. And I can see why he didn't want um, putting on the Ritz in there. Because they had that in the musical, too. They have to pay for the rights for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he would be making all the musical money. Well, as a 14-year-old, yeah. as a 14-year-old who saw this, I love the leering sexual stuff that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Terry Gar. Was that her first movie? Uh, no. Sure. It wasn't her first. I think it was her first big movie. Her mother yeah. was the costume mistress on the movie. Oh. And, and that's how she got the audition. She They wanted her for... Uh, they wanted her for Elizabeth mm. and Madeline Kahn for Inga. And then Madeline mm. Kahn wanted to play Elizabeth instead. So Mel Brooks said, well, if you can do a German accent, you can do Inga. And she goes, oh, sure, I can do a German accent. No problem. Just like that. He goes, okay, you got the job. And it was perfect because Madeline Kahn was perfect. Madeline Kahn was great. She was, I mean, that was Blazing funny. Saddle. She was great in this one. Yeah. Um, all right, Drew. I mean, where to begin? I don't know. Spotlight. Look at this. Is bad. I don't know. In somewhere. I guess um, it's funny the way you guys talk about this movie as the movie that you watched when you were, you know, in your teens, and all the jokes stick with you. Uh, I grew up on uh, the Naked Gun, Top Secret, those type of movies. Classic. I I get the I get the attraction. It's what's really funny is that the Naked Gun movies are very funny. There are also all kinds of jokes about TV shows I've never seen and Mm -hmm. didn't understand at the time. And yet, if somebody says "nice beaver," I'll still say "thanks." I just had it stuffed all the time. <laughs> I also, I also grew up uh, watching Mel Brooks movies, and I, I have seen some of them more recently. And I still enjoy, um, uh, you know, History of the World Part One and Blazing Saddles, and the producers. And my favorite Mel Brooks black and white movie is Elephant Man, which oh. is a little different, right. but. This is one of those movies where everybody that's in it 
is, is, is amazing. What it's doing, the references that it makes visually and story-wise to two movies that I do like, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, is very effective. Uh, it's full of jokes. It just doesn't work for me. Like, I sit, I sit as my wife sat through History of the World Part 1 and don't laugh. <laughs> I don't get upset and resent it the way that she did, that it wasn't funny. But I, I haven't seen it since I'm I was starting to resent that you don't think it's funny. I don't know how you, <laughs> how you see this and not say it's funny. I don't want you to take it personally. I don't. I do not take it personally. <laughs> Every time I didn't laugh, I thought, man, fuck Ralph. That's just, this is. So I think, um, I think, I think sometimes to me, it's funny that the experience of watching this movie to me is, uh, it's a lot like Citizen Kane for me. I get why it's so important. I see what works about it. I understand why it's so popular. I just think it's cool. <laughs> that's not the same. Well, I'm gonna. I agree with you on Citizen Kane. Yeah, I, I mean, that's ah! It's not the same. Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I, don't, I don't think Young Frankenstein is bad. I don't think hearing all you guys talk about it means that um, you know you don't know what you're talking about or you don't get it. it just it didn't connect with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I did you I like Blazing Saddles? What you like Blazing Saddles? Yeah, I think that movie is very funny. And I think Gene Wilder is just, he's just wonderful. And he, he and Cleavon Little's chemistry in that movie alone is, is just fantastic. Is it but, because it's more structured than, like, Naked Gun is not a structured movie. The structure's in the jokes. The jokes are, you know, right. come at you fast mm-hmm. and furious. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole Police Squad TV series was. Just throw everything out there, see what sticks. If it doesn't stick, the next the one's... Police Squad, Police Squad is an awesome series. Yeah. Yeah. That. So this yeah. one's a more. This yeah. is a movie. This is a structured movie that he wanted to. Is it? Is it? Do you think it's that, or do you think? No, it's just. It's not that it's not. You know, joke after joke after joke. I I was watching it. I I just finished watching it for the second time uh, about twenty minutes before we started. And second time um, ever. Yeah. No. And um, I, 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 I guess. I felt myself being. I, I felt kind of left out. I think. I didn't. I, it didn't make me sad. I was just like, this is just not connecting with me. It's funny what you said about Mel Brooks treating it like a play because it felt very theatrical, and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a good thing in a movie, especially when this is a real movie with a, a real story. And, well, except you like Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. You talk. Well, about it was based on James Whale well, 1930 acting. That's what they right, said. Right. That's why it was theatrical like that. Those movies to me were much more dynamic and exciting. It wow. doesn't. It doesn't mean that this is bad. It's just. It just didn't do it for I mean, you. If, well, if it's I, been nice having you on the podcast, Drew. No, I think because I think he said he liked the counselor. I, so he, nobody likes the Terrible movie that was a lot of fun to watch. Right, but if I want to see a movie that that refers to to these movies that I think is more effective and also very funny, I would see Ed Wood. Okay. Because, that, think, oh, uh, loved Ed Wood. Yeah, that. But that's like. I, I mean, Ed Wood isn't. This is an iconic movie. Think of the lines of dialogue that are in our culture today. Walk this way. No, 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 no. This way. Well, I still home, use. I still use. Everybody knows those lines. Anytime someone numbers. puts. Anytime someone picks up a candle, I go put the candle back. <laughs> Every time. Listen to me very carefully. Whatever you do, don't put the candle back. I mean, all rolling the hay. I know. I know. Drew, I know. Drew, I'm sorry. You're going to get pummeled. We're all going to start throwing lines at you. Totally respect. Obviously, I respect. No, it's it's, it's funny because you're defending something that I'm not attacking. Like, I'm looking at my oh, notes I, that I wrote. Well, it kind of sounds like an attack, Drew. I, gotta be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I have a question for you. 
if you hang on, if you said the exact same things that I'm saying as far as what didn't work for me and it was disappointing, and you said it about Mad Max Fury Road, I would say I'm sorry that it didn't connect with you, but I couldn't sell yell a lot of lines at you because there really aren't that many. I just I just but, can't say that. I don't feel comfortable saying that to you, Drew. No, act. I think we actually said that in that podcast. Some of us. We no, did we say all that in that podcast. Debbie, were you going to ask something? <laughs> Debbie, what are you going to ask? Question for you, Drew. Yes. Did you say that Kelly, your lovely wife, loves this movie? No, no. She, I was saying, she and I watched History of the World Part One. I was like, oh, I'm going to show you this movie I grew up on. It's really funny. I'm going to show it to you and this other couple, and they just got stone faced. So I, <laughs> I get that Mel Brooks isn't for everyone. Yeah, and I still, if I hear that, um, you know, the Inquisition song from that. Movie, <laughs> what a show! The Inquisition. I mean, I, I think Mel Brooks is very talented. It's just, it's there's this this space in the Mel Brooks universe that, that just it just didn't connect with me. It doesn't mean. I mean, we. Well, this was more like. I mean, this was the film. This was really a film that he made, unlike yeah. some of those other ones. And I think maybe that's why. But well, for, you say that you say that, but I think the producers is very funny. That's yeah, a producer. That's, well, that's his. Uh, what's his second movie, or was it his yeah. first? No, he did Twelve Chairs too. Something called yeah, Twelve Chairs. That was the first one, right? I mean, the producers was, was the producers is an original script, right? Um, the Broadway version, I I think, was funny and entertaining. The the um, the Will Ferrell, Matthew Broderick movie version was awful, but um, the producer. Yeah, that, I didn't like. It's that. not that <laughs> Mel Brooks doesn't get me if it's not a laugh a minute, if it's not just jokes, because the producers, I I mean. The flaunt it, baby. It's just, it's such a funny, smart movie. And this one just didn't do it for me. Mm. Can well, I just ask I, a yeah. question a different way? Kelly, does she like this movie, Young Frankenstein? I don't know if she's seen it since she was a kid and, and remember it or not. I don't, oh, she I, didn't watch it with you when you watched it, Drew. No, she, um, she was getting her hair did. No, after, <laughs> after sitting through History of the World, she didn't want to sit through this one. <laughs> We can have a very interesting discussion with her about Mel Brooks in general. But, I mean, I grew up on these movies. I grew up on wow. Gene Wilder and the Frisco Kid and all this kind of stuff. And this one, I mean, I know now why I didn't see it many times. Wow, I'm shocked at that. Listen, I love Gene Wilder and Stir Crazy, that whole thing he did with Richard Pryor. Oh, Richard Pryor. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's right. Really Wonka. That's right. We bad. All right. So let's just quickly oh, wait, go, around. I, go ahead, I Sean. Go ahead. I, in a sense, I feel the same way. I don't think, um, like, these two films were great. The ones before it were great. But I'm not a fan of um, silent movie or high anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw both of them in the theaters. Wasn't a fan of them. I really liked um, History of the World Part One. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, I did not like Spaceballs. I just oh, my God. What is wrong like with you? Oh, I went to a podcast. Yeah. No, I think no, I think I'm kicking you off the podcast. You're out. You're out. Let me tell you That's which one we thought we turned Wait. off. What? Robin, Robin Hood, Hood, Men in Tight. Yeah, that was okay. bad. I agree with that. We turned that off. The yeah. movie was a hit and or miss because there's one. He lost that a few. Movie. He lost a couple and of steps with that one. High anxiety is great. High anxiety. People, keep te people tell us to this day, you've got to see that. It's so hilarious. And I thought, oh my god. We turned it off half hour in. I, I think. know. We yeah, were like, this is horrible. And I. But if you don't like spaceballs, there's something not right with that. I like Dracula Dead and loving it. Was that Mel Brooks? Yeah, with Leslie Nielsen as the vampire. <laughs> yeah, he keeps, you know, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, he just keeps hitting and trying, he tries. He was on David, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He did a whole run with the producers. He was great. All right, yep. John, give me your favorite scene, John Cassenti, favorite scene. 
Um, it's hard, I know, but try. No, yeah, there's so many, but um, but when they when they when they finally get into um the lab, you know, and into his room, and they show that they they go down the heads. You oh, know, yeah, <laughs> freshly dead. There's Marty Feldman at the end. <laughs> he does the you know he does the rim shots at the ta ta ta. I was on the floor. They keep bringing up his eyes too. His eyes became a big part of the whole thing. Damn yeah. those eyes! They already have. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, favorite scene. Well, you kind of took that from me right there because I was going to mention one-liners by Marty Feldman that came up all the time. Um, you know the uh, you know the, the freshly dead head and the damn your eyes and the uh, you know you take Abby the blonde one with the turban. You know all those things where he would just kind of swoop in and you know just bust you real good with and the then goodies. disappear. <laughs> and just yeah, and then disappear. You know, um, the other time when um, I think he was up and the lightning was getting ready to strike, and then all yeah. of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. He was like all the way downstairs or something oh, like yeah. that. Uh, all those things that he did. I mean, he really did a hell of a job on that. Well, movie. the whole hump joke, the hump joke through the whole movie. You know, it's on one yeah, side yeah, of the other. Hump was changing. Then yeah. the hump's gone. What hump? I can take get rid of that. You know, yeah. all that. And, and that became a joke in the movie. He started doing that. It wasn't right. the movie. Right, and right. Cast had noticed. I, <laughs> For a while, he kept changing the hump on the other side, putting it in the middle, putting it, and then it became part of the movie. And you know, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, Feldman did that. He just kept yeah. flopping it around. Oh, yeah. Wow. Anytime Marty Feldman breaks the fourth wall, I lose it. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and that's it. Whatever he says, I'm just cracking up. Brad, what about you? Any scene? Oh, I mean, the guy, one, the, the one with the heads was kind of hilarious for me, too. I mean, I just. I don't know, Marty Feldman was just was perfect in this. I mean, he just had just, I mean, just, just he didn't have to say anything sometimes. Just the looks <laughs> he gave were just, were just priceless. It's Igor. <laughs> yeah. They were wrong now. Someone, they? I'm not sure. They were wrong I, now. No, yeah. I didn't know what I think. <laughs> oh, my grandfather used to I'm Igor. No, my you're Friedrich? Okay. The rates have gone up. John Quartrucci, John Quartrucci. For me, uh, the scene where he's going to, whatever you do, don't open the door to the cell. I have to get through to him. Then he, open the door, you son of a bitch. Open the door. <laughs> that scene was hilarious to me. <laughs> he, all it takes Gene Wilder did were great. When he's, uh, what kind of brain? Uh, Igor, come here for a second. What, what kind of brain did you put in him? It was Abby something. Abby, ah, ah, Abby something. Abby normal, I think. <laughs> you put it. That stuff was great. I will <laughs> not be mad. Give him a sedative. I will not be mad. When he first um, when he first saw the fire and, and was choking Gene Wilder, and he's, and then they had to do this. <laughs> Secondives! Secondives! <laughs> Drew, Drew, you were going to say something while John yeah, was I actually have a favorite joke in the movie. It's right at the beginning. And it's not Gene Wilder yelling, so maybe that's what was turning me off. When he sticks the scalpel in his leg. That is just so funny. And, and you learn so much about his character. Then he crosses and, his leg. Right. Yeah. It was really funny. But, My um, grandfather was doo-doo. That, that was the peak for me, unfortunately. Well, Sean, Debbie, Sean and Debbie. My, my favorite scene is not a funny scene. It's when uh, Gene Wilder is uh, up in the lab and he's just bringing Frankenstein's um, 
monster to to life and he's just like over dramatic and goes and bring it to life <laughs> and i love that scene it was funny uh, in a well, way well his hair is all over the place and his eyes yeah. are bugging out and he's yeah was, a lot yeah. of that was from the original frankenstein yeah. book right yeah and like, i love that, that yeah you know the moment where they're bringing you know dead until to animating it you know it was just yeah. it was just cool she came for the science and stayed for the comedy <laughs> uh sean I'm you want to add anything um i mean i love all the all the stuff i was going to um say the scene where um they just talk about the brain you know it's like i'm not going to be mad you know <laughs> i really love the dance sequence at the end where um they're doing putting on the ritz i just think it's just so utterly absurd that this is a scientific <laughs> gathering. <laughs> the evidence of the, that it worked is that they're going to do a dance. dance. Well, and that, they had, and that they had vegetables by their seats to throw at them. Yeah. <laughs> All these scientists. I just, oh God, yeah. yeah. Well, just, and, and when the movie was, was written, they didn't have anything for the monster to say. So they didn't know what to do. So Peter Boyle ad-libbed that and went, oh, no, no. Peter Doyle turned down um, French Connection because he wanted to do more romantic leads, and then he did this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was good. Are you going to say something? He was good. Yeah. At this. Uh, the the other part that I liked was when they were out digging up bodies, and um, <laughs> it started to rain, and then that hand was sticking out of the coffin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pop comes over, and he just kind of he's sitting there, you know. No, nah, the mean, physical like, comedy the, was, yeah. He says, you're right. <laughs> I'm going to give you two sets of scenes. One is a 14-year-old boy, and one is an older man. I loved every scene Terry Gar was in. Her mm-hmm. rolling in the hay, that scene where she goes, uh, <laughs> when Gene Wilder says, elevate me. <laughs> What's it? Yeah. She goes, right, and, of course, the, and of course, the famous, the famous, which I'll play the audio. Who knows if you can hear it? Schoenstucker or whatever it is. Thames. His feet, his hands, his organs would all have to be increased in size. He would have an enormous lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be nice. <laughs> I mean, I, come on. All right, that's my 14-year-old brain. My older brain. Oh, I thought that was your grown man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get very confused, Ralph. I still have a super crush on Terry Gore. Every movie she did after this. She was in the conversation, which I think was before this, around the same time. Obviously, the Richard Dreyfuss, um, uh, the, the Steven Spielberg's movie. Uh, Close Encounters. That one, Close Encounters. She did a great one with Richard Dreyfuss where he goes on a, uh, a winning binge. One day he goes oh. to the horse track and he can't lose. It's the greatest it Richard Dreyfuss movie ever. I love that movie. Yeah, let it ride. Let it ride. Oh, my movie. God. My favorite. I was going to go to a show to see Richard. In Clam Bake with Elvis. <laughs> film head wow she's been around and she she's just i just clam bake, gun clam bake. and it never stopped <laughs> and so now my older brain the gene hackman scene seeing gene hackman okay. in that film was uncredited by the way uncredited. okay uncredited but he was brilliant and it's gene awesome. hackman who just came off a of french connection you know serious actor you never see him anything funny and he was freaking phenomenal and so uh, how that, that came about he played tennis with Gene Wilder. And, mm-hmm. and he said, Gene Wilder told him he was doing this Mel Brooks movie. And he said, well, you think there's anything in it for me? And they said, well, there might be a part for you. And they told him about the blind guy. 
And they said it would be a two-day shoot because it's such a short scene. And it ended up a 10-day shoot. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the, uh, most people at the time didn't even know that was Gene Hackman because of the beard I, and the long hair. I know. He did that out until afterwards. He was so good in that, too. Yeah. That scene was so funny. Yeah. He played it so straight. That's what mm-hmm. made it so funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Well, I just asked Chris to come on. Don't know if he's going to come on. We'll what about Steve? Is Steve going to come on at any time? I guess he gets he's got so much to say about our podcast. You'd think he'd show up. He was our first viewer we invited on. We got a comment. We invited him on. And his comments sucked. <laughs> so, by the way, speaking of comments, if you're watching this, subscribe. Hit the notification <laughs> button. And please share. Right uh, now, if you look at all the squares here, this is about how many people are watching us. So, right. <laughs> so this isn't bad. This is no, not bad. So we're, we're about to add one more. Here comes Al. Now, right. we'll do Al's segment, and then I'm going to do the trivia after Al's segment. Okay. We edit that out or keep it in. We'll see all how right, it goes. So we can, we can actually add, edit out Al's segment? No, Al's segment okay. is staying in because no, it's cool, my whatever. podcast, and I like hey, it. Okay? Ralph, can I, Ralph, can I lead you on Brought to you by Patreon. Let's go. Let's That's the sponsor I want right there. Oh, nice. That's my local town spot, my pizza joint in, in Massachusetts. All right. Al setting up, I guess. There he is. There yeah, he is. Hey, Al. Hey, hey Al. While I uh, hey, uh, bring on Al's intro, this is always a. Al game. gets an intro. I don't even get that. Al this? gets an we intro. We don't all get intros. Of course he gets an intro. <laughs> what? What do we, Al, Al, what do we got today? Uh, today on Uncle Al's Movie Pile is Frank Hennelauder's Frankenhooker, which I thought would be a great companion <laughs> Quite appropriate. to uh, Young Frankenstein. They are both comedies. <laughs> so check that cover out. Great film. Uh, this came out in 1990. Had a $2.5 million budget. Which is probably like, the uh, highest. Which is bigger than it was Young Frankenstein. Wow. Well, wait, yeah, you got to account for inflation, though. Anyhow, uh, so this is probably the biggest budget that Hennelauder ever had, and it, you, it shows. He, he's got some good shots in there, some good <laughs> effects work. But um, they did actually manage to get Bill Murray to give a quote for this film. <laughs> it is, if you see one movie this year. It should be Frankenhooker. So, <laughs> leading into that, um, just want to do a little uh, plot dive. Should I show a clip first, or you want to do the plot? No, first? Well, well, I'll discuss the uh, plot. We'll go to the clip, and then I'll give my opinion. Okay. How's that? All right. Sounds great. It's your, it's your five minutes. Thank you. So, you have former med student Jeffrey. He enjoys dabbling in the art of electrical flesh engineering while working at New Jersey Gas and Electric. During a family barbecue, his overweight fiance Elizabeth, played by former penthouse pet Patty Mullen, is tragically killed in a robotic lawnmower accident. From there, we follow Jeffrey's pursuit of not only reanimating Elizabeth, but perfecting her. This leads him to the fringe of society where he makes a deal with flesh peddling Zorro. Assembling a team of New York City's finest streetwalkers, Jeff is going to party and decide whose parts would be best for his project. Not without moral qualms, Jeffrey almost backs out until the ladies of the night discover his super crack stash, leading to an explosive result. 
Once the parts are gathered, he brings Elizabeth back to life, only for her to escape and use her Frankenhooker powers to kill her Johns. Eventually, pissed-off pimp Zorro finds Elizabeth and almost destroys her, but Jeffrey saves the day and takes her back home. Zorro follows them, and the film concludes with a classic Hen and Louder ending featuring basket case-style puppetry and a head transplant. So to get a little taste of what this movie is actually like, Ralph, would you please play a clip? I will attempt to do that without showing my crotch. (laughs) It was this power mower that brought a quick end to the life of 21-year-old bride-to-be Elizabeth Shelley. Here's to you, to us, to new beginnings. Cleanse the palate now. There we go, nice and slow. That's very good. That's it. That's it. Very good. Nice and easy. This super crack will get the job done a lot quicker. Holy oh, shit, John! It's not my job! Holy shit, let me jump! Uh, no, thanks. I'm on my way home, but uh, thanks anyway. I... Well, well, look at the lady in purple. What truck hit you? You looking for some action? Hey, get your hands off me, babe. Ah! Ah! Oh, ah! right. Oh, oh, oh. Wonderful. I've seen that guy. That guy's been around. I've seen that guy too. Yeah. I think he oh. was the Viking in that Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you are now part of the group, Mike. Hey, well, thank you. No, you. That, is, that really is a companion to uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, you did a hell of a job there. Yes, thank you. Uh, Drew, so did that quick... connect with you in any way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Frank fan, so it, it uh, it's it's very popular here in jail. <laughs> in terms of this uh, film, it's not my absolute favorite of Hannah Louder's. We'll call it creature trilogy. Uh, that would be brain damage. But I just love Hannah Louder's twisted, offensive sense of humor, and he he ha- he always has super low budget effects, but it doesn't take away from the movie. It actually like enhances it, and I just love it. And if you actually watch the, the movie, the super, cra- uh, the super crack sequence is probably one of the craziest, zaniest things you'll ever see. Uh, there are tons of exploding uh, hookers, shall we say. Um, <laughs> John, did uh, Roger Ebert review this? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, he did. No, just not. <laughs> Al, you need some help, dude. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Now, Al, these are part of the vinegar syndrome stuff that you get. Uh, no, this was uh, released by uh, Synapse, I believe. This is not a part of the vinegar syndrome collection, though. Because we would like them to sponsor us, or maybe team, team people. Oh, <laughs> Wait, I don't. I'm not familiar with that company. Sean. I don't know who that is. I don't know why. Yeah, who is that? So weird. Um, you watch I'm going to second Al's recommendation of uh, Brain Damage. I saw that movie. I was, I think, 13. 
and uh, it changed my life. Right from the first time you see a bathtub full of uh, brains, and that's like the least crazy thing you see in that movie, I yep. really recommend that. <laughs> this reminds me, the stuff that Al's been bringing on reminds me when I was um, in middle school and and early high school and VCRs were, were out and, and video clubs were around and, and stuff, we would rent, oh my God, some of the most ridiculous movies. Mother's Day, the horror movie. Oh God. Fucking freaks. You know, I mean, just stuff that... Sorority Babes at the Bowling Alley. What's the name of that one, Al? It's Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Bowlerama. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Laserdisc. Yeah. I have it. I own it. That's a Charles Chris, Chris really wants it because you can't find it anywhere. Um, well, that's fantastic. Anything else, Chris? Al? Uh, Anything else, Al? One more thing. <laughs> I yeah, think so. We'll be editing. Please. Bleep that. I will. I will. Uh, so the other thing I like about this movie, it's at the tail end of the griminess of New York City. So you get to, you kind of get to see that transition a little bit away toward, towards a more cleaner environment, let's say. Okay. And uh, on my rating scale, I'm giving this four puzzle boxes out of five. That's my rating scale. And if and you don't the know, the, uh, maybe this will help. Does that help at all? Does that tell you what where the puzzle box is? Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> is that is a puzzle box from a horror movie? From, from Hellraiser, Hellraiser yeah. Ralph. Did you not watch the movie? I watched the. I was on the podcast and I've already forgotten it. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> right? Yeah, but he's Gen X. Yeah, I am. Right. Well, I used to be. Are not. not even close. I've aged a little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. I think if you were fourteen when Young Frankenstein came out, you are not. You are not Gen X. I a, didn't think we needed to rate this because I thought it was all going to be thumbs up all around or yippee ki all around. But I guess since since Drew Drew brought us down, we got to rate it now. So, <laughs> so we'll go around. Michael, what's your rate? We do. Michael, here's how we rate. It's either yippee ki or yippee ki nay. Yippee ki There you go. Sean, Sean and Debbie. yippee ki I'm going to throw Drew. Drew, right now. Yippee ki Yeah. <laughs> John Cassenzi. Yippee ki Way to go. Uh, John Quartrucci. Yippee ki yeah, absolutely. All right. Wojo, Brad. Kaye. Al, what the hell? You see Young Frankenstein? No. I, I watched my Frankenstein movie right here. Oh, go wow. by it on the road. Fascinating. <laughs> All right, well, that was a good one. I will do the trivia contest after the show, I think. I can always edit it in if I want. So that was awesome. You guys have fun? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody enjoyed themselves. I don't know what. Who wants to do the next movie? I do. There you uh, go. It's Thunderdome. We should fight over it. He already jumped in. He's got it. <laughs> You want to tell us now or you want us to wait? I, I think we should watch um, the movie Mud from okay. 2012 with Matthew McConaughey. Good. Good choice. I have not seen that. Good choice because I haven't seen it, so that's good. But I've heard good things about it. I believe it's on Netflix right now. But I'm still going to rip it to threads. Even though I heard good things, I'm going to rip it to threads next week. Oh, my God. It may crawl inside your heart. I am kidding, of course. That's a joke. All right. One word, slap shot. Who wants to be be part of the trivia contest? Sure, I'll do it. What's the trivia contest? I what missed out. The Young Frankenstein. So obviously, oh. Al, you don't want to. I'll be- listen. <laughs> All right. So here's how it's going to work. If you want to be part of the trivia contest, shut your video off. I'll ask the question. 
John, are you gone? No, I'm just out of focus. Oh. Are you sure you, you want to be part of the trivia contest? Sure. Isn't that a Woody Allen movie? All right. I got to hang on. I got to switch cameras so I can do this right. All right. All right. We got everybody there. How can I do this and see the uh, hang on? This is very complicated. This will all be so much smoother when I do it. Sure, you got to shut off your camera. <laughs> you want me to play? I'll play. Oh, no, if you want to play. play. Oh, no, you didn't like the movie. I thought yeah. I Ralph's feelings. Or they can still win the trivia. We hurt Ralph's feelings every Drew, week. I don't know if you figure this out. I have no feelings, so don't worry about it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. He's, it's going to start off. It's going to start easy, and it's going to get hard. Who plays? Now, uh, wait, I have to keep score here. So geez, That's right. what she said. No, <laughs> All right, who plays Dr. Frankenstein in the film? I'll give you the three answers. Somebody already jumped on. Gene Hackman, Peter Boyle, or Gene Wilder? Oh. Gene Wilder. All right. One for John. He was the first one. Okay. Shut your videos off. Michael's cheating. What sound accompanies any mention of Frau Blucher? Horses neighing. Horses whinny. There's a delay. There's I'll, a, I'll, there I'll, is I'll, a delay. I'm going to give that to Debbie. This is working great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, don't we just raise, why don't we just raise our hand? All right, that's fine. Raise your hand. All right. I mean, everybody All right. get on. Good. All right, good, a good call. Okay. Yep. True or false? Frankenstein is proud of his Transylvania heritage. False. false. Sean. False. When, when you start asking <laughs> some tough questions, I'll jump in. Yeah, I didn't make these up. These are all, uh, these are just a thing. What is the name of Frankenstein's hunchback helper? I'm going to give you the names. Don't jump. Ivan, Igor, or Ian? Ralph. None of the above. Trick question. I did. It's I Igor. I know. Debbie, so who is that? Who said that? John? John Q? Yeah, no, but I, I, I don't want to answer stupid questions, Ralph. Come on, get some good ones. Okay. What is the name? I couldn't answer these. What is the name of Frankenstein's assistant? Inga, India, or Ingrid? Inga. Inga. That, you're not, not raising your hand there, but we'll take Good it. Good job, in. John. Don't raise your hand. Well, you know. <laughs> what, what objects opens the door to Frankenstein's secret lab? A bell? Or a candle. A hook? Or a candle? Candle. candle. All right, Mike said Michael, it. Michael got it. What is a candle pick? <laughs> <laughs> All right. True or false? The original Dr. Frankenstein left an instruction manual for reanimating the dead. True. Michael. True. True. How I did it. Right. I like that O.J. Simpson reference. Yeah. Okay. What body parts does Frankenstein seek from Hans Delbert? A heart? Okay. Go ahead. John. Brain! All right. You're in the lead so far. True or false? Uh, young Frankenstein yeah. used props from the original Frankenstein. Oh, um, um, um. Uh, Sean, <laughs> Murphy. Yeah. Yes. Again, I didn't write these. This is why it's not in the show, so I'm glad I'm doing it now. Who is Frankenstein engaged to when he travels to Transylvania? Maria and or Elizabeth. Sean Murphy. Elizabeth? 
These are dumb, Ralph. <laughs> I didn't write this. This is a stupid Ralph, trivia Ralph, game. Is this like who wants to be a millionaire? At one point, will they get harder? <laughs> getting better. Who? This is for the internet, for stupid people. Whose brain ultimately ends up in the creature? Abby, Igor, Arnold. Abby. Mojo. Abby. Okay. By the way, Mel Brooks wrote the letters on the label for that and underlined it. That was his writing. Now, see, that's trivia. Who wrote the letters on the labels of the brain? Exactly. That's see, that's, that's what... John, why don't you make up the trivia? Well, uh, let's play Jeopardy. <laughs> We're going to play Jeopardy, but they're all $100 questions. So. <laughs> if, it only, if it was only somebody else on this podcast that could help me do these, it would be amazing. Uh, if if you asked... What spooks the creature right after he's brought to life? Thunder, a match, or a mouse? Brad? Fire, a match. Not the question. Match. Shut up. Match. Come on. I don't know. If this were Jeopardy, that would not go, but okay, we'll do it. Hey, so I've got an interesting bit of trivia, um, because this is dumb. Um, <laughs> did you did you do what John Cassenzi does? Hang on a second. You ready? This is our thing. You ready? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, go ahead. You love me. I do. I do. Um when Mary Shelley, Mary Wollstonecraft, um at, wrote this, it was it was a dare. It was actually a contest that Lord Byron had at his house. And it was who could write and she was like 18? 18, yeah. Yeah, and, and and it was a contest. Who could write a horror story, a scary story? And she wrote, you know, the out, kind of the what became the outline for what became Frankenstein, which I always thought, God, when I was 18, we were, we were sitting around Doritos and That's how they started Bride of Frankenstein. I was loading TVs into people's cars off the loading dock at Hex. That's well, how they started Hex. Bride of Bride of Frankenstein. We were in the parlor oh, talking God. about the Hex at Golden Ring Mall. Exactly what you were talking about. And Listen, when I saw this, story of Bride okay. of Frankenstein. So I read all this. This is an homage to Frankenstein. It's an homage to Bride of Frankenstein. I'm like, it's oh, more Bride, Bride of Frankenstein, right? So I'm like, Bride of Frankenstein must be one of the most incredible movies ever made. And I watched it, and I was like, what the? How does it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you That's kidding? That's gonna be one of my choices, Ralph. Don't that go. That was better than I, I've just done. I've just done. You do That's it again. A, I don't care. But that movie is ridiculous. Yeah, it was it's better than Frankenstein. It was better than the first one. I don't. I don't believe that. Oh my god! I, I'll challenge that one. Oh my god! I understand why everybody thinks that, but Jesus Christ, really? Okay, so, why does everyone think that? I want to know why you think everyone thinks that. Everybody thinks it's a classic. It's like Citizen no. I, why do you think it's better than Frankenstein? I I think everybody think says that? it's better than Frankenstein. Because it includes the bride, it includes the wife for the bride, the hair, the whole it's thing, all really that stuff. About, it's really about life because, you know, when you get married, when she sees Frankenstein as her husband, what? Well, because he understands that. <laughs> well, then, well, the one thing is the, the monster becomes way more sympathetic in Bride of Frankenstein because of that very thing. He thinks he's going to build a bride who's going to love him, and she thinks he's ugly too. Yeah. Right. I understand. I'm I, I'm sympathetic to the character. <laughs> complaint, my only complaint about that movie is why was there a lever that would blow up the whole castle? Because it's a Star Trek. I don't understand that. But that was James <laughs> Will. James Will, because of the success of Frankenstein, James Will got to do anything he wanted in that movie. And that's got his fingers all over it. Dr. Pretorius. Yes. 
Did you guys I mean, see Gods and Monsters? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's if you like Bride of Frankenstein, it's a great movie on its own. Yeah. But if you like Bride of Frankenstein, it's such it's just a, such a great look at, at who James Whale really was yeah. as a person. It's great. It's a great movie. Ralph, do you have any more incredibly easy trivia questions? I have one. I have oh, one. Oh, go. Oh, go, go. Oh, John. This is going to be much better than any of the ones Ralph has thrown out. So <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who on the production team has their name on one of the restaurants on the main street of the town? Oh, see, that's a good one. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh that's a good one. Is it the, oh, uh, if I were to good, guess, nobody's I would say it. the cinematographer. No, it's the producer. If you if you look, it says Gus. He's in it. The producer's in it, right? Yeah, no, no, but it's but Michael Gruskoff. Yes. Look, it's it's Gasthaus Gruskoff. Ah. <laughs> no, I did not know that. He's well, in I two mean, scenes, though. I know that. Uh, here's a real. Here's a hard one. Super hard. Well, who that plays the no one got that one, Ralph. So that was hard. Who plays the clumsy, clumsy blind hermit in the film? Clint Eastwood, Sean Connery, or Gene Hackman? Oh, come on! Come on. Is this for real? <laughs> What is wrong with no, you? Enough. Can you I'm move you, down? They must get harder as they go along. Absolutely. No. Who does the creature kidnap after he escapes? Okay, Elizabeth. good. Right. Who leads a mob of villagers who hope to capture the creature? The inspector. Inspector what? Camp. Camp. Good. How does Frederick how does Frederick lure the monster back to the castle? With force, with music, or with food? Oh my God. It's like we didn't uh, watch the movie. Ralph, Ralph it's Frodrick. Frodrick. Well, not, not at that point. At that point, I'm Frederick. Frodrick. What role did Mel Brooks play in Young Frankenstein? The cat. Not according to this oh, one. Oh, and, and Victor. Victor Frankenstein. Oh. Nope. On this one, it's the werewolf. He was one of the werewolves howling. Yeah. So we said out, that. I got two out of three. What year yeah, was the film released? 74. 74. What delicious drink does Fab Looker? Hang on. Ovaltine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's Ovaltine. That nice, that's a nice, great delicious that Ovaltine. Wasn't it like a list of beverages she offered him in Ovaltine? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Would you yes, like a warm brandy? Brandy. Perhaps Ovaltine or milk? Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Thank you. What is a I like your uh, change in lighting. It's very hard. It's very moody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> very Viking. <laughs> it's called the sun went down. <laughs> like you're on a bus. It was called you weren't going to see me pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> budget for the film was $2.8 Right. And so. Columbia would only give him $1.7. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they got to be kicking themselves because that was a huge box office in 74. I got a comment for Uncle Al. I was trying to think of the movie you'll know it Sean it's a it's a science fiction movie it's about a guy who was married to a woman named Elizabeth and she died in her head she was decapitated he he mm -hmm. carried her on to life and he was looking for another woman to replace her body and he went looking to all Places. Black and white, 1962, maybe. What's the name of it? I don't know that one. The brain that wouldn't die. Yes, the brain that wouldn't die. That's the head was in a tank, a tray with water in it. And it was so weird. It was like a weird kind of movie because I remember seeing it when I was young, very young, and it was very impressionable. He he went to 
great lengths to find this woman. And he found one woman <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a burlesque show. And it was like, for it, me, as it a was kid, an upgrade. I don't know how it was on television. For Wasn't me, there some movie where a guy's head got caught off and they showed it on the Rosie Greer? Yeah. Well, Ray Milan. The two the man heads. with two heads. Yeah. Was the movie? Yeah. What was it called? The Man with Two Heads. It was Rosie yeah. Greer and Ray Milland. <laughs> they were like, right next like to that combo. Yeah. I watched, I saw The Man with Two Brains. I saw oh, it. Dr. Hafar. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> and a mama <laughs> head. All right, well, I think, uh, <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> Ralph, I got to tell you the trivia. You got to edit that in because that's classic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we do that with Lou Diamond Phillips? But just a young Frankenstein trivia. Exactly. Because <laughs> the thing is, you don't even have to see the movie. You can answer all of them. Oh, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, yeah Al could have won this one. Yeah. I th- Ralph, I'm, Thanks, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always support you. <laughs> this is classic. This is going Ralph, on. Ralph, thank you None for this. all this is, this is in the bloopers. This is in the bloopers. Real. Well, Al, thank you. Hell of a job, Al. As all. Is this for our Patreon viewers? Thank you, Ralph. Yes, this yeah, is. Yeah. This doesn't only. get us more viewership. Nothing will. I'm nothing telling will. you right now. <laughs> hell of a job, Al. Um, as always, you. your yeah. set looks better. Yeah, thank you. I, I put a blue light. And Mike up. and John, thanks for joining us. I mean, yeah. I know I know we only talked about Young Frankenstein for about fifteen minutes, but I'm glad you guys were on. <laughs> but I think uh, that was a record. Wrapping us. <laughs> I think uh, we could do more trivia, but frankly, it's kind of soft. I tell you what, you know what, John? For the next film, Mud, you're. I you said I have to. I want you to come up with trivia for Mud. Okay. Uh, how about how about I'll pick a movie and then I'll do trivia. How about that? There you go. That's fair. Okay. That's so, fair. So I'm not going to do Mud because I've never seen it. Are the lights off in your room? What happened back there? Who? Your you lights are so dark. So dark. <laughs> how's that you like that? Uh, michael and john please don't judge us but this is how it goes all the time so this is yeah it, this is as good as it gets <laughs> i think we held it together when lou diamond phillips was here and as soon as he was off we were like ah! oh this is seriously this is as good as it gets guys seriously <laughs> I like yeah. that movie so like and subscribe Exactly. Yeah. I'll be editing around. I will definitely Nothing be editing will. around the trivia stuff. In fact, we're thinking about next week's podcast. We're just going to do trivia. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even going to review a movie because that just went over like. Who's <laughs> the star of the movie Mud? <laughs> I just have to tell you, Ralph. Thank you, McConaughey. To quote Drew, the trivia really didn't. I didn't really connect with the trivia this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said. That's why I said would put it in after, so it wasn't part of the show. I didn't. I wasn't sure I was going to. Work. Well, well, I think that was a good call on your part. We <laughs> could do one. Oh, John complimented Ralph. To be fair, to be fair, this is why Al only does five minutes on this show because it's so unstructured. Okay, so that's what it's all about. Oh wow, wow! Way to make us try and feel ashamed. Wow. It's not about you guys. We don't care. Very encouraging, Ralph. It's my podcast, so the structure's on me. I guess I'm blaming myself. Yeah, yeah. Doorway. All right, well, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. John, do you regret the long drive home? <laughs> That's how I'm going to end the show right All there. All the way down the steps. <laughs> that was pretty in good. In the living room. Put the candle <laughs> back. <laughs> Listen very carefully. You know what would be fun? You know what would be fun sometime? If we um, 
didn't necessarily, we talked about movies, but we brought our favorite movie quotes because they're like, we, we watched <laughs> back in the nineties, we watched Con Air like 7,000. Ah, I love and Con Air. we have so many quotes that we just say, like every time you say, put the cat in the back, I think, put, put the bunny in the box. <laughs> Well, yeah, I got a day that might seem strange. Right. It might. <laughs> That's better than another trivia. Wow, You know, you no, try Ralph, to Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. You know it what? It's always it the first guy that goes through the wall that gets hurt so much. That's what the problem is. <laughs> oh this guy going through the wall <laughs> takes all the takes all the hits. I got it. I got it. I tried something. It didn't work. I'm going to write that down. I mean, right now, no more trivia. No, 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 no more, no more bad trivia. <laughs> Not for <laughs> first graders. Wait a minute. No more Ralph doing trivia. Fill no in the blank. Ralph blank Frankenstein. I'm, I'm going to be like the, I'll just be the director of the, I'll just point to people. I don't have to do it anymore. Okay. That's Ralph, it. you say this every week. You get pissed off at the end every single week. This and then you come up with a crotch I'm cam. I'm not doing then, this. You guys don't appreciate me. I'm done trying to innovate. Bringing okay? up my ex wife Stop bringing up Jenna and Lou Diamond Phillips at a diner. I'm done Stop trying to innovate. Stop talking about the counselor. over there. Please make you fun of me. <laughs> When you go back to the book, Ralph, when you cut to your crotch cam, you've got to add in what an amazing Schwanstucker. Yeah. <laughs> add in woof. Add in woof. Wow. And woof. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Are you directing me now? Now you're directing me. I got it. Okay. you <laughs> <laughs> directing Ralph. Um, one you. other suggestion, Ralph. Before oh, you boy. do more trivia, you've got to get buzzers for everybody or something. This is a Zoom thing. This is how we do it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. It's going to be all right. More buzzers. Drew, Drew, anything? Drew, you have anything you want to add? Drew, you have an idea? Give me an idea. Come on, another one. Come on. Uh, the only thing I would say is don't read anything about mud before you see it. Really? Yeah, I mean, really? it's, just, go in, just go in blind. If you haven't read anything about it, just see it. Uh, it's on Netflix? I believe it's on Netflix. Okay. Oh, yeah. Agree. Services for rent, but I believe it's hey, is, on that. Has anybody watched that film Sputnik on? Uh, no, not yet. Sputnik. Have you seen it? Yeah. Do you, you recommend it? Um, you know they're trying to push it like it's a new Alien. Right. It is, but it isn't. It's good. It's not like I was what I was expecting, but it's got all kinds of psychological shit going on there. So it's I think it would be pretty interesting. I just don't. Like this podcast. Oh, psychological you know watched, stuff doesn't work for me. We watched over the weekend. You guys have probably all seen it. Like think, Baby Driver. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I saw that. Love that movie. It was great. Yeah. Very well. I edited. like that movie a lot. That's all about the editing in that movie for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like the and then we watched Hot Fuzz because we had never like seen Hot that Fuzz one. Too. Oh, that's a fun oh. movie. That whole trilogy. What is it? Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, and, and then the world at the end. The end of the world. At world's end. Yeah. World's End. World's End. At World's End. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Drew, have you seen Martyrs? I think that movie is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I never saw the. French I never one? saw the remake because I, I I only have so much. Time. The, re- the remake is garbage. Don't yeah. see the remake. But Martyrs, I actually own that movie, but I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. That's the thing with that movie; you can only watch it once. But it's a, it's really? incredible. It's a good hey, movie. It's hey, a Michael and John, you know we're kind of going stream of consciousness. Do you guys want to add anything? I feel like. We've brought you in, and we really haven't utilized you guys. <laughs> I got, I a, Michael, why don't you tell us your podcast? I'll see if I can slip it into the show somehow. 
Oh, okay. Um, it's Foul Players Radio, F-O-W-L Players Radio. It's a, a podcast started in the Baltimore area and um, Baltimore, D.C., and it's kind of branched out, and I've gotten a number of other people from um, you know, New York. I've got some people on Broadway. It was supposed to be like you know, Baltimore and that region's uh, arts, entertainment, and pop culture, and um, it's kind of branched out to Philly, D.C., Virginia, West Virginia, New Jersey, New York, and then I've had some folks, you know, from, um, you know, Hollywood on, and um, basically, I, I just like to talk about people's stories, you know, and it's something for people you know, to listen to, it's about uh, arts, like I said, arts, entertainment, and pop culture. I've had Michelle on a few times uh, to talk about her book and to talk about just, you know, her comedy and um, some events that she's been oh involved gosh, in. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been on your podcast a lot. Well, let, me, let, me, let me pitch an idea. How about a podcast about people who do podcasts mm-hmm. a hobby that nobody watches? How about that podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, hey, Ralph, you would like a recent one he did. Um, I can't remember the guy's you're name. You're the one. That's where the recommendation came from, the Jaws but, um, um, uh Jaws. Yeah. He got a guy who, pl- who was a little kid on Jaws. Yeah, he was the, uh, I guess his mother was the woman who played Kittner's mother. Uh, David Bigler, that was his teacher. Uh, oh, his teacher. Lee Fierro. Right. But um, he was in the scene where um, Alex Kittner got eaten and then everybody yeah. comes running out of the ocean. And yeah. uh, he's putting together a docudrama about the making of Jaws, a six-episode docudrama, as well as um, he and a group of people are rebuilding a uh, a replica of the orca that's actually like a nova scotian lobster boat oh wow that they had used and they're rebuilding it but instead of used being used for hunting sharks it's going to be used for teaching about sharks oh. and preservation uh, conservation and that kind of thing um you know so that, that's the main thing i've got going right now so um it's foul players of perryville um is my murder mystery group um but foul players radio is the podcast Podcast. and it can be found on um apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher overcast pocket cast castro Castbox, iheart radio all of them foul players radio.buzzsprout.com can i ask you a question has sean has sean murphy ever been on your show he's an author from baltimore has he ever I'd been love on? And a screenwriter of 14 features. Wow. Sure. Sean, let's let's connect. I'd love to have you. Thank you. Hey Michael, um, if you um Michael, if you ever uh, do a, a review of uh, Young Frankenstein, I'd love to be on him. Okay. okay. Might have more, more fun than that than this one with Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on a second. <laughs> Hell, I don't know where that comes. I don't know where all this comes from, but you know it's what? Not, it comes from our genuine love for you. Yeah, that's what it sounds yeah, like. Not too long ago, I had on an author. His name is Greg Mank, and he's written books about. Um, he wrote one most recently about Colin Clive, who played Doctor Frankenstein, and he goes into exhaustive, exhaustive detail on his books. And he's also written other books about Bella Lugosi and Karloff. I think it was called Lugosi and Karloff, where he went interviewed their families. Wow. Um, you know, he went out to Hollywood and met Lugosi's, I guess, remaining 
relatives and Boris wow. uh, Karloff's, and he even interviewed the little girl from Frankenstein. Wow! Uh, that got thrown in the water, and I'll really? tell you, yeah, I'll tell you a quick interesting story about her. Um, she was she lived kind of a tough life because she was adopted by her mother. Um, her mother went in and looking for the uh, most beautiful blonde-haired baby at the orphanage, oh, and for the purpose of putting her into movies. Oh. And if she went to an audition and didn't get the part, she would get spanked and beaten. Oh, my and, God. Um, so uh, she made friends with Boris Karloff on the set of Frankenstein. And um, there was the part where he threw her in the water. Well, it didn't quite film right, and they wanted to do it over again, but it was kind of tough on the little girl. So um, the director went over and said, look, um, i tell you what, uh, we have to do the scene again, and if you do it again, I will buy you anything you want. Okay, so he was thinking a bike, a puppy. She asked for a dozen hard-boiled eggs. And he said, why do you want a dozen hard-boiled eggs? And she said, my mother won't let me eat eggs because she says they make me fat, so I want to have a dozen hard-boiled eggs. And then the mother got a hold of her and said, and really got into her and said, you know, we could have had all kinds of money. You could have had a bike. I could have had a car. You asked for those damn eggs. Um, and so I, I do have an episode with him and I'm going to have him on again soon too. Uh, but he's an expert, like on old Hollywood, he's from Baltimore. He's a Loyola guy. He went to Loyola uh, high school and, um, taught at Northwestern high school for a number of years. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. John, do you have a podcast or anything? John? Yeah, you. The only other John. No, this is my first, my probably my first time and my last time because I'm yeah, sure it's I'm definitely gonna... your last time on this one. yourself. Nothing to do with your performance. It's just your. Yeah. What am I going to do? What would any of you like to come on mind to cross promote? Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. Sign me yeah. up. <laughs> okay, um, Michelle, can you cross contact information? It depends how nice people are to me now. <laughs> I can't. Well, I can't change. I'm sorry. I can't. So, so, I would love to cross pollinate on another podcast. Mike, do you ever do trivia? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I'm done. Listen, I'm done innovating. I'm done. It's just going to be what it is. Oh, stop! But it was okay for you to say we'll be on at six thirty or whenever Wojo shows up, and I know you're kidding. Of course, it didn't me in the response, but, you know, wasn't, you were kidding. Wasn't, no, that wasn't joking. That was well, serious. The, the time that you show up is like a trivia question. <laughs> well, Bro, well, you know what? You got on Last one like in, first one out, buddy. Keep it up. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, hey, listen, it was nice seeing everybody. It. All right. John, Michael, pleasure meeting you guys. Nice to meet you guys. Enjoyed it.